Welcome to the Crowd in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. Ah, our last Kickstart for me. No, I'm not just kidding. We have one more. Go boom <laughs> or not. We got one more, don't we? Yeah, we got one more. We got one more, dude. Come on. Yeah. And, and that one, I think it's one because that one, I think we're going to teasing what we're going to do for the month of June. I don't think that's what yes. we're going to We're going to tease that up. We'll drop some knowledge. Yeah. I, you know what? We've had such internet issues lately and you heard it with last kickstart and we had a little bit of, of up this, this Thursday's episode, um, which is young Sherlock Holmes. I, I'm hoping it edits together, but it should be fine. <laughs> It'll be, I promise I will do my best to take out every little digital burp in there as opposed to the funny shang as we let pass last week with kickstart this week. This one's been in the making for you to kind of just go off on this because I feel like if this movie doesn't get mentioned every other right? episode, <laughs> it does at some degree. Well, actually, you know, time to think of it. You do mention it every episode. Pretty much. Yes, I no, do. no, no, no. 100%. No, no, 100% I do. Right at the end of the episode. <laughs> every, every episode, that movie is mentioned. Not by name, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's a subtle hint for those of you who are paying attention. Uh, what I'm going to talk about is June 1st, coming to Netflix, is Walter Hill's 1984 masterpiece, Streets of Fire. Yay. I can dream about you. That is correct. Nowhere fast. <laughs> Tonight is what it means to be young. All of it. Right there. You even get EG Daily not singing. Uh, but look, man, if you haven't seen Streets of Fire, if you... Then I don't know what planet you live on, uh, but now you have no excuse because I feel like everybody who listens to the show definitely has Netflix. So if you've been like, oh, I don't have the DVD or what is Streets of Fire? Well, now it's free, man. It's on Netflix. You can watch it every day for a month, which you should. I will. Uh, but hey, man, yeah, it's coming to uh, Netflix June 1st, which totally excites me. I can't believe this, this is so weird. I can't believe it's the first time it's been on Netflix. That is crazy to me. That's weird, right? Where was I? It must have been on Hulu or something like that before, because I knew it was because I or think Prime, the last time, maybe, maybe, and because I, I had seen the last time I'd seen the movie before I picked up that Steelbook last year was it had been it was on streaming something or you know what it could have been on one of the cable services like but maybe like Cinemax or something like that I don't remember but I'm so I'm super excited for it because it means more people are going to see it. I mean, I can pull up the Blu-ray anytime I want to and watch it. So it's not. Um, right. Me I, too. Not, but I mean, just saying like now it's at the touch of a fingertip. You don't even have to get up. Two swipes and it's there. Boom. Watch list. Speaking of swiping, I, I got a, I got a new Apple TV this weekend. And if anybody owns an Apple TV and have used that shitty remote, you know why it's a shitty remote. The new remote that came out will work with your old machine and it's so worth it. It is worth the upgrade. Like not, you don't have to buy a new Apple TV because your old one will work with it. But the new controller is like 59 bucks, but it's, it's like a, a Mac remote pro. It's like, it's like made of the same material, the laptop. It's not plastic. It's not the shitty touch pad thing on it. It's really nice. And it makes the experience of using the machine a lot better. So when you go to pull up Streets of Fire on Netflix, get yourself a new remote for your Apple TV because you'll it'll, it'll be much happier with it. And everybody's selling it. It's, it's readily available everywhere. Get one that's wrapped in leather like the Bombers. You can pretend you're Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Raven Shattuck. See, that'd be great. We had to buy these gel ones for the current remotes before the new ones came out. And they're fucking dog shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, we used to make jokes about the remotes being like, a, like a, they were so thin. It was like a stick of gum out of a pack of juicy fruit when they used to wrap it in foil. Hey, where's the stick of gum? 
Never could find the damn thing. Right. And we got the gel ones that, you know, the, the, the cases that glow in the dark because you would lose it. You like, when you yeah. start looking for between the cushions, it's like, well, damn thing go. Yeah. Yep. The weirdest place I ever lost it slipped into my shoe. And I didn't know I put my shoe on and until it slipped down into my toes, I was like, Oh, what the f-? And I took, I just took my shoe off and I was like, Oh, that's that my fucking thing went. Yeah. But you know, if it was like three inches longer, you could use it as a shoe, shoe horn. Shoe horn. Yeah. If it had a little curve on it, they, dude, Apple, listen to us. <laughs> Do people still use shoe horns? We're talking about, we're talking about more inches and more of a curve. It sounds like another topic altogether. Are we not saying phrasing anymore? So yeah, man, you'll get streets of fire. Michael Pare, Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, uh, Willem Dafoe, Lee Ving, Bill Paxton, Amy Madigan, and last but not least, our man, Alan Graff. And he's right in the beginning of the movie, right in the beginning of the movie. I'm going to argue that this is probably a top three 80s soundtrack. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to, you're not going to argue with me. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. I have to, you know, Purple Rain's going to, is kind of like, it's kind of unbeatable as far as I'm concerned. And then, then hard to hold, right? Hard, hard to hold. It's great. I would say top five. I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being a dick. I'm being serious. I know, no, but, I'm, but I wouldn't squeeze it in there. <laughs> top 10, right? Right after cocktail. But yeah, dude, Streets of Fire and Purple Rain, like right there, neck and neck. And it's like, and it was hard not to watch. MTV when Streets of Fire was out and not see one of two or three videos. Yeah. They're, they had three of them were in rotation all the time. The two Fire the Ink time. ones and the Dan Hartman. Uh, and there were two versions of the Dan Hartman. There was the Dan Hartman version, right. uh, which was not a really good video. But even that one, like they would show Streets of Fire on a TV in the right. video, right? You'd <laughs> see like the Sorrells performing on the TV in the Dan Hartman video. And then, then they had the, the clip for the movie. Yeah. And it was right. all over the place, dude. Good Lord. Yeah. The one, the, the one with the performances, like when you see Stoney Jackson, like I, for the longest time, man, I, and we talked about that when we had Alan on the show, it's like, right. I always thought that was Stoney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude, I thought I was like, wow, Stoney Jackson sounds awesome. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. then, I, then I saw Dan Hartman. I'm like, who, what, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Dude, Bring, where's the Sorrells? Do you remember the Insiders? I do. I love, dude, Nick Campbell. Oh, dude. And yes. do, you remember, do you remember the opening song from the Insiders? Oh, The Genesis no, tune? Remember. It's a Genesis song. Yes. I can't yeah. remember what it was, though. Oh, dude. Look, here, everybody, go to YouTube, Google Insiders intro, and the whole opening credit sequence for the Insiders is on YouTube. Corey, link it to this episode. I'm going to, I, I'm, and I'm, and there's something else I'm going to link to it already too. What's the music video for I Can Dream About You? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. If we talked off Mike about Melissa McCarthy's show, uh, Thunder Force and how not fun it looked and how it just didn't look entertaining at all. I watched five minutes of it just to show Melody. It doesn't look good. <laughs> but the best thing about that is that and I don't think it made a change that much, but it's put the uh, Netflix series Jupiter's Legacy right in the front of on the main page for Dosh Duhamel. And it's basically, um, I don't know, it's like a family that's that's like also Leslie Bibb, I should point it out, is in there. So it's so sure she is after being in a couple Iron Man movies and married to Sam Rockwell that she finally got to do a superhero movie herself and actually be a superhero. It feels a lot like a cross between 
the boys and maybe Megamind from from DreamWorks Animation. Right. Um, very familiar to that. And it's done by Mark Millar, who did Craig Kick-Ass and some other stuff too. He, he this show looks really fun. I haven't dug into it yet because I just finished something, but this is what I'm going to dig into now. And the full eight episode season is available right now on Netflix. And it looks fantastic. And the reason why it's been interesting that it's been promoted so much lately and just released last week was that Josh Duhamel has been constantly mistaken as Tim Olyphant has been mistaken for the other person. And <laughs> it, what's funny is Tim Olyphant isn't nearly as tall as Josh. Last week, when those same week that the Jupiter's Legacy premiered, was Conan's last, Conan O'Brien's last week on TBS, or it was the beginning of, the, of, of his last episodes. I think it made me go for another week or so. Tim and, and Conan are really good friends uh, away from the cameras and everything. So it was interesting. And the reason why it's so fresh in my head of, of Josh Demel's new show was there was one point where apparently the both guys had been, both Josh and Tim Olivent had been mistaken for the other person for years and they never met until one day they were at a Dodger game doing a charity event. And as soon as they saw each other, they just, this is uh, this is Tim Elephant telling the story. He starts chuckling. They both start laughing at each other, even though they'd never met. And they were already laughing before they introduced each other because this is the first time they run into each other uh, after years of being mistaken for the other person. And so Tim Elephant had this great idea to have, because his family was with him. So he said, hey, Josh, would you mind taking a picture with my family? So he did. And they ended up making that the Elephant Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant and what was so funny is tim's telling the story of you know his tim's brother was with their mom and the mom had put the put the christmas card on the fridge and she said he said to her the mom hey you know that's not tim right <laughs> she goes what that's not tim and oh even better <laughs> that was so great oh i think she maybe said something about how much taller he was but I will link that clip to Tim Oliphant is he's always such a fun interview. He was on Conan's podcast before. And again, because they're such good friends, you know, they, he was a frequent on the show during his tonight show stint, his TBS stint and this last incarnation of TBS. Obviously he's going to be using him. Obviously they'll have some kind of uh, interaction when Conan's new HBO max show starts at some point. There's that's kind of an unknown date at this point. Right. But Jupiter's legacy, because of the conversation, is on the tip of my tongue, and and I haven't dove into it yet. Uh, but this one looks so much fun. This is a lot like an Umbrella Academy, where I think this one goes under the wire. Even though everybody's got Netflix, I don't. I feel like not enough people watch, you know, the, those types of shows. I think the boys gets the extra attention because it's a little more aggressive than most shows. Even Umbrella Academy doesn't, you know, go for the throat. But this is actually. TVMA, which isn't the, the the case with Umbrella. This, this this is more, like I said, this is more in line with the boys just because of the tone is so different. Now, is it just me or does Josh Duhamel on the page, right, the, the where you see the image, yeah. does he not look like Stephen Lang? Yes. And what's funny is, Did they, I mean, is there a reason why they made him look like Stephen Lang or is it just that's nobody noticed until it was too late? I thought it was. That's what made me think of Megamind. 
And if you've seen Megamind, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think I'm spoiling an animated movie, but I'm going to say it. The Brad Pitt character that's in there, he's the hero of the movie and he fakes his own death. Well, we discover later on he fakes his own death. And now he's got long hair and everything like that. And it immediately reminded me of that. The suits, the suit designs and things remind me of that. It's, it feels very familiar. And that's, you know, I guess it's really hard to do. You know, like Sky High was one of those ones that tried to do that, right? Right. They tried to make, with Kurt Russell and Kelly Preston playing the husband and wife, dynamic duo, if you will, except for they have superpowers. I always felt the suits looked a little plasticky. They didn't look, you know, they didn't, I don't know. They looked the like you could tell. The whole movie looked a little plasticky. Well, yeah, but those suits looked, they looked like those crappy soft latex molds yeah yeah, yeah you know? for sure and they were too and, and they looked like the you know where you didn't have the crisp lines between the colors it looked like some poor and just i don't know the look at the fabrication wasn't as solid as it. and i'm not trying to rip the movie because i love the movie it's just those moments where it kind of takes you out of it no no absolutely and i would say the thing that i feel killed sky see sky high could have been thrown into our last last month's yep. um the, i think what killed sky high more than anything was that horrible poster it's no good. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> it's disappointing. The movie is so fun. You got people from Broken Lizard in it. You have people from Kids in the Hall in it. It's got a, the cast is a wonderful pedigree. Mary Winstead's in it. Fuck, dude, it's so fun. And then, you know, that movie, the, that TV show, The Descendants that came out, right? Or the movie, the, the Disney movies that came out, right? Yeah. Where, where all the kids are descendants of Disney villains. It's a lot like that in tone. And it's super fun, but yeah, you're 100%, man. That should have been much bigger than it was. And it just didn't find an audience. It's like one of my favorite Blu-rays, first gen Blu-rays, by the way. And it, and that show still holds up quite a bit because the humor is so good and the effects are so good. The kids in it are so good. So Jupiter's legacy a lot feels a lot like like, like the adult grown-up version of Sky High. But I'm based on it just on a trailer. Right. <laughs> I And I have a feeling that this is going to be like the boys for me. Uh, the first season, the boys, where I just, I waited till the whole thing was there and I attacked it. I have a feeling it's going to be like that. And there, it's the usual episode run, very similar to the most Netflix models where the episodes are as long as they need to be. They're mostly 44 to 49 minutes, but even there's some that are only 35 and there's one that's almost a full hour. And that's not even the finale. So the finale is only 36 minutes. It's probably like about... It's about as long as Justice League is what you're saying. <laughs> except for you, <laughs> except for you get it in, epi in episodes like it's supposed to be delivered. Right. Yeah. I, I just, yes. I'm just being, I'm being silly. <laughs> Don't be silly. Speaking of Zack Snyder. Speaking of, we'll speak about this uh, next week. Yeah. I'll speak about it next week when I've already watched it. Right. I got to, yes. When I finished it. Army of the Dead. I'm gonna, and I, I think I'm going to have to consume for this one. You what you are you're gonna want to yeah. Wait, speaking of you know you know what Batista said this week. Did he say it in a soundbite like he was a wrestler? I hope <laughs> he's doing a promo for wrestling. I hope he's doing a promo. He's going back to wrestling. <laughs> no, no. He announced there's going to be a Stuber sequel. That would be. Let's, I want a Stuber sequel. <laughs> uh, Batista said that he doesn't want to do any more shirtless movies. I thought that was so funny. Like, is it after Guardians 3? I'm not doing it anymore. Because I'm going to be 54 when Guardians 3 comes out. I'm like going, dude, they're paying you too much money. Stop being a crybaby about it, you know? Sure. Arnold was still pumping when he did the last, you know, Terminator movie. So you Come can do on, it too. Dude. With the Iron Sheik go shirtless. <laughs> Jabroni.
jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the movie next week. We'll get into Army of Dead next week. Yeah. By the way, I think it's really funny because the you know the log line on, on Netflix is, you know, Vegas is a zombie wasteland, but with $200 million on the line, they're ready to roll the dice on an impossible heist. Go, that sounds like Netflix green lighting this movie. Correct. <laughs> Not to be confused with Hurricane Heist, which this movie kind of reminds me of. Just saying. Uh, except for, you know, without the... Without the hurricane. Without the hurricane. <laughs> Replace the hurricane with zombies. Yes, yeah, it's a zombie, zombie, zombie hurricane. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic. There you go. Are we just going to call it? We call it? That's 20 minutes. Yeah, let's just call it, man. Hell. Yeah, okay. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at Karate Pod. You can follow Corey on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. Thank you, Patreon supporters. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Tom Cody at letterboxd.com. Oh,